Welcome to Pointed Questions. My name is Brent Weinbach. With me is Donnie Devonian. Our guest today is public defender Kate. We will be talking to her about fashion and personal growth on this episode of Pointed Questions. You are a public defender. Yes. We will not say which county you work for or work in. Do you work for a county or do you work in a county? Well, you obviously work in a county, but do you also work for the county? Yeah, we're county employees. Mm -hmm. As a public defender, do you have any choice in the clients that you get assigned? No. No. So you're forced to represent anybody. Right. Do you ever have a moral conflict when dealing with that kind of thing? No. And and that it's interesting. Yeah, that's kind of the common question is yeah. like how do you how do you kind of represent someone if you no. Yeah, that's the cliche. If you know they're guilty, if you think they're a bad guy. Do you, would you do you, okay, do you you do you ever get clients who are definitely guilty? Oh, for sure. And but you have to defend them. Yeah. And, and are you trying to but you're not always necessarily trying to prove them to be innocent. Right. I mean, that that might be part of what you're doing. Sometimes part of what you're doing is like basically you're there to be their counsel and to be like, hey, here's where we're at. Here's your situation. And you can be like this. Is, it's kind of a two part thing. One is like, hey, here's the evidence they have against you. Uh, they have a strong case or they don't have a strong case. Or, hey, there are these issues with, like, uh, how the cops conducted a search. There's, you know, there might be legal issues kind of independent of guilt or innocence. And then you also get their side of the story. So sometimes it's like they're guilty and they say they're guilty, but maybe there's some issues that you can deal with in emotion. Or maybe it's still like, hey, they still have kind of a weak case because of X, Y, Z. Um, So you're like... You're telling them, hey, this is kind of the situation. This is what you're looking at. I think this is a strong case for the DA or I think it's a weak case for the DA. And then you're helping them make a decision about what to do about their case. Okay. Do you, have you ever had a client where there wasn't strong evidence against them, mm-hmm. but you knew they were guilty anyway, but they pretty much could get off because they, there wasn't any evidence against them um, or wasn't any strong evidence there? And then have you ever – has that ever happened? Mm. Maybe not that exactly, but I've definitely had conversations with a guy where it's like something like they're going to have trouble proving it's you because of X, Y, Z, whatever. And they'll be like, well, yeah, it is me. And then it's a conversation about like, do you want to try and say, hey, it's not not say it's but like, do you want to fight the case? Because the way it works is, you know. The people have the burden of proving their case and presenting evidence. The defendant does not have to testify, and no one can make him testify. So he can't get on the stand and lie. Or if he does, I can't support him doing that. Um, but we can say, hey, uh, this is a this is a weak enough case from the government that you can kind of sit there, not say anything, and see if they can prove it with them presenting evidence. That's kind of usually not... Then most guys in that situation go like, ah, yeah, I'll just, I'll just say I'm guilty. That makes me nervous because it's, it's actually very rare for someone to be legitimately guilty and 
there's kind of no evidence against them. Mm -hmm. But that is a conversation you would have. You'd mm -hmm. be like, hey, um, you know, there's it, they would have real trouble proving it's you. What do you want to do about it? Um, what's more common uh, is... What, are you okay with someone just saying, well, I just would rather not testify then? Yeah, and, and then, that's entirely their choice. And then how, what, how does that make you feel as their, as their representative or as their lawyer? You mean if... I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's entirely their choice. I can't make them do. Yeah, I can't right. make them. I so can't there's make no, them there's not. no. I, I guess there's no um, moral responsibility on your end because you're just doing your job as as you know, advising them and telling them what their options are, and they're making the decisions. Right, you know? right. And so I give my advice, and then it's there are some things that I have control over whether or not they want me to do something or not. And there's some things they have total control over. And whether or not they testify, whether or not they plead, certain other things, they have the absolute right to make that decision. And I can't. Have you ever gotten assigned somebody and then you just really didn't? Are you allowed to um, reject certain clients? No. No, not at all. You have to stick with them. Yeah. I mean, there's no, but there's never been a situation where you were working on a case and then you and then you had to say, actually, I can't go any further with this. Or there's no, no. you can't do that. Okay. Yeah. No. And if that, usually what happens is if there's like conflict between the attorney and the client, the client will say, I want to fire you. Um, and there's an interesting thing where if you have appointed counsel, so if you hire your attorney, this doesn't apply. But if it's been appointed by the state that this is your attorney, you're allowed to ask the court essentially to fire that attorney and have a different attorney on. You're not allowed to pick and choose your public defender if it's a public defender office. Basically, the office represents you and either you fire the entire office or you keep that assigned attorney. Have you ever been fired? No, but I've had clients ask. Have clients ever been dissatisfied with what you were doing or thought you could do a better mm -hmm. job defending them or something like that? I mean, I do get some clients who say stuff like that, um, I don't think, you know, that doesn't mean I was doing a bad job. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's, have, have, have clients ever um, gotten aggressive towards you? No. Have, no. have clients ever, like, started flirting with you? I've had some of that. Did you flirt black? Flirt black? <laughs> no. Did she, well, there's two questions there. Did you flirt back? And also, did you flirt black? <laughs> Answer. Answer, answer no. No to the first, no to the second. No to the first, yeah. yes when, to the second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're assigned somebody, the day you like have to go meet, where do you meet them at? Um, if they're in custody, I go to the jail and meet oh. with them. Are you ever just like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, this I mean. Have you, ever been, have you ever been scared of a client? Not really. I mean, I've been, I've kind of been yelled at by a couple guys, but it's one of those things that like it almost doesn't affect were me they, anymore. Were they why were they yelling at you? Um, usually it's like they don't like the advice I'm giving or they're trying to tell me to do something and I'm saying that's actually not a good idea. I'm not going to do that. You've never been scared? No, I mean... Are, are there other people in the room? Yeah. Oh, when I go to jail? No. Uh, no, when no you, way. Just But people are watching. No, when you talk to your client, it's completely private, right? Yeah, of course. It's private. Sometimes I'm talking to my client and... So when I'm at the jail, it's like it's a most of the time it's a little room with like a screen in between, but you can open the screen. So mm. you could 
you know, it's maybe like a couple feet wide and something. Um, and it's, it's like a gated around. So basically I enter from my side, they enter from their side. Um, and there's deputies like on the same floor as us who can look in. Mm. Um, but they have other things to worry about too, I guess would be the concern. But, um, but yeah, they're separate. They're in another place. How, how long have you been a public defender? About three years. Oh, three years. Okay. Yeah. And what made you want to get into it? I I really liked criminal law. And then I did like a mini internship. And I, I was kind of neutral about whether I wanted to be on the prosecution side or the defense side. Um, and I I did like a little internship. Little inter- I did a short internship with a public defender's office. And I just... It really clicked with me. And what, I what is it about on. defending that, that made you want to pursue that? It's a couple things. I think I'm I, – I like actually helping human beings. And I think there's something much more uh, concrete or real about – because the thing is when you're prosecution side, you're you're representing the people of the state of California and there's kind of like your interest – your interest is like a vast interest in justice and the prosecution of cases, et cetera. When you're on the defense side, your client is a human being. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's so much more tangible and real. Um, And I like being able to talk to the person involved and and getting their side of the story and getting the full picture of it. Um, I'm much more of an extrovert. I'm, I'm relatively like compassionate. I, you know, I work well with kind of all kinds of people. I'm good at, and also a part of my job is explaining things in a simple way, and was, I like doing that. Was any of your interest in this um, inspired by television shows and, and movies? You know, mm. it's interesting. Before I went to law school, I was like, I'm. I seem to be interested in criminal law. That seems to be something I'm interested in, but that's probably not what I'm going to do. I'll probably end up being interested in something else entirely. And the thing about law school is you kind of go through, you know, you're you're forced to do a number of kind of major broad subjects, and then you kind of specialize more once you get into it. Um, and so I was open to the idea that I would connect with any of it, but then I kind of just like my brain just really responds well to criminal law. It's... it's Why, why criminal law? I yeah. don't... That's a good question. I think are there, I'm, are there any criminals in your family or anything? Just out no, of curiosity? no, no, no. It's, did you ever do you date bad boys? No, That's not at all. Question. Very good question. Do you remain friends with the people you defend? Not really. You're not. Are you allowed Double. to be friends with them? I'm allowed to. Oh. I just I'm. You've never had dinner with anyone. <laughs> so that's actually a funny story. A celebratory dinner. No, I'm. I kind of said, and it's interesting. I just read. Um, Brene Brown writes a number of books. I just read one of hers, and she was talking about how people in kind of helping professions, and she's in social work and that kind of thing. She was like, some of the most effective people have the strongest boundaries, and I realized that's kind of what I'm doing, where it's very like, you know, I try and set very firm boundaries between me and my clients so that it's like, I'm helping you in this world, but like... I'm not going to go too far off of. You're not from supposed to drink family. with them, stuff like that. Well, I mean, there's nothing preventing me. Do some? Drink. Did some uh, uh, lawyers do that? 
I don't know. Have, have, have you known any lawyer to date their their clients? No, no. no. It's happened though. I'm sure it's happened. I've heard a rumor of that happening, like in another state, once. Like I think it mm-hmm. does happen. Um, but but oh, going back to the why criminals? Oh yeah. I think so. What I what I think I found fascinating about it is criminal law compared to kind of any other practice of law. I think what I love about it is that people are doing things. They're doing some act. And they're almost it's that they're doing it in complete disregard for what the law is. And then after the fact, we sit in a courtroom and we dissect what they've done to determine whether it fits into this law that already exists or not. And so that makes it really fascinating to me because it's kind of like, you know, with contract law, it's like people are trying to form an agreement and they sit in a room and they try and hash it out and maybe they the issue is that they forgot about this one contingency. And then it's like, okay, well, was this contingency considered by the parties? And this, and it's like, they're, they're trying to make it work. It's more technical. Yeah. And and then that's, it's boring. You're saying that's boring. Well, it's boring to me. Yeah. And so it's fascinating to some other people. So to you, it's just, there's more excitement with criminal law. Yeah. Cause what I love about it is like, what I find fascinating about it. And I think this is why I'm, probably better suited for defense side as opposed to prosecution side. What I love is that if someone doesn't understand some part of what they're doing or didn't have the bad intent that they need for the crime, it's um, that they can end up benefiting under the law because they, I don't know, for me, those are the most fascinating cases where it's like, Oh, I had no idea someone was in the other room. And then and then it becomes like it goes from being a crime to not being a crime, not because they're like criminal masterminds, but because they just did something. Um, and then it's, you know, people are just doing things they want to do for whatever reasons they want to do. But it's it doesn't become a crime unless it fits under a law that already exists. So to me, it's kind of it's the skill of using the law, analyzing the law, and then applying it to this group of people who are completely not thinking about the law at the time. And that's, for some reason, that's really fascinating to me, that it's this combination of, like, you have real life, you have real real people who have real issues, um, and then you're trying to, like, to kind of shove it in. It's, you know, putting a square peg in a round hole kind of thing. And so it's... It, that's the thing that I find really interesting about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, movies, TV shows, was was that an, an influence in, at all in getting into this? Probably subconsciously, but not like not directly. Which shows or, t- or movies? <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, maybe. might have had an effect on you. Well, what's so funny is, like, I grew up watching Law and Order, and I loved it, and then now I watch it, and it's, like, ruined for me, (laughs) because uh, now I'm watching it, like, with the education and the experience that I have, and I'm like, oh, like, Jack McCoy is very unethical. (laughs) He's not allowed to do these things Mm -hmm. that he's doing. Uh Um, But it's, uh, yeah, that's interesting to me. Um, Yeah, I've seen... You still watch that show? No, now I can't watch it oh, anymore. You, you it, it makes you upset. Yeah, <laughs> and it's. Um, Are there any shows that get it right? Night mm. Court. You ever seen Night Court? 
I haven't seen it since I've gone to law school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I um, Columbo. <laughs> I I also don't know if I've seen I I got rid of my TV when I started law school, so I've had like a series of um, what do I want to say um, flings. <laughs> I guess. Have you ever had any cinematic moments in the courtroom? Um, I don't. Do you get a rush? Had, oh, go ahead. Yeah, have you ever had anyone yell out, "You can't handle the truth"? <laughs> no, like no. But I. What's funny is like the things that are like very dramatic, end up being these like very small things. Like what? What's an example? <sighs> I'm trying to think. What's the most dramatic thing that happened in in a courtroom for you? The first, uh, the first thing that popped into my mind is like. I'm trying to think of how to explain this. Um, there was a person who was present at a scene who was like a witness, whatever. The cops didn't write down that she ever talked to them. They didn't take her statement. They didn't write her name down. Like from all the police reports, this woman was never there. Um, and they took a bunch of photos of the scene. And I found one photo where you can see her, like the flash caught her in the background you can't even see her face, but she was wearing, wearing a very distinctive shirt, very distinctive pants, very distinctive shoes. So I was like, oh, this actually verifies that she was there. And then I had her um, come into my office wearing the exact same outfit, and I took a photograph of her. So I was able to have this, like, here's this one photo where there's, like, this one shirt that you can, that is very distinctive in the background. And then she came in and testified, and I was like, all right, here's um, – Here's you wearing this outfit. What was? Did you come into my office wearing this outfit? And I took this photo. Yeah. Okay. Now here's this photo of this scene, and there's a flash. And in did the you just slam it onto the table? Now here's this photo. Here's this photo. And, Boom. And and, the, and, the, and all the other the prosecuting uh, side was just. Oh. oh they, they they made some noises. No. Was the judge the judge like? I'll allow it. <laughs> you say something like that. No. It did was, they try to they try to object? Did the prosecutors try to object? It's like objection, Your Honor, and then he goes, "Objection denied." I'll allow it. You know, did I'll he say allow something like, it. Does that happen? Anything like that? Did that happen in that moment? No, in that moment it was fine. It was just this like. Did you feel really good when you? Oh, I felt. That? I was so proud of did myself. Did you feel like yeah. a de- like a detective almost? Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because because yeah. the whole thing is like then after I turned over witness statements from this witness, the cop was like, "Oh yeah, I did talk to this woman, um, but." Uh, I figured she was lying, so I just didn't write down anything that she told me. And then I was like, did you take notes? Like, did you write this woman's name down? She, he was like, oh, yeah. Like, um, no, I wrote her name down. I was like, what happened to that piece of paper? He was like, oh, I shredded it Whoa. at some point. Yeah. Whoa, that's imp- that's, that is dramatic. No, I know. So you just kind of – you exposed some corrupt kind of uh, procedures sort of, right? Oh, totally. But it's like – so in that moment, all he did – all he said was like – Oh no! I shredded it before, and I like I made him repeat it a couple times. You made him re- repeat him saying that he shredded the paper. Oh yeah, that's wow. like an old school. Um, that's like an someone. Uh, many people have told me to do that. Like if it's important, make sure you kind of mm-hmm. hammer it home. Wow! So you so, repeated it back to him. So you shredded it, huh? So you shredded it. Okay. okay. And then yeah. I was like, and then um, it's a and so you wrote. So you wrote a report, right? And that's the report that you submitted, and you base that report on on. It sounds like handwritten notes that you took. Yeah. But you've since shredded those handwritten notes, right? And so, okay, so if anything from the handwritten notes didn't make it into the report, those are gone, right? So, and, and again, it was, you wrote her name on the handwritten note, 
but that got shredded and it never made it into your police yeah. report. Right? Hammer it home, huh? Oh yeah, uh, no. You, and so, you are you so charged up? Yeah, were you just your feeling heart rate dominant? Rate. I was like, oh shit, because the thing is, it's this like, you know, it starts with client says, I have a witness, she was there, she talked to the cops, and I'm like, I, as of right now, I don't have anything like that. But then you like, you get her statement, and then you like do all this work, and then I like, I was real proud of myself when I found that. I got photos of the scene, and I was like. Oh, I wonder if there's anything with that. And then there was like a shadowy figure in the back. And I was like, well, that's at least a distinctive T-shirt. And then we talked to the woman. She's like, oh, yeah, that's I still have that shirt. I was like, bring that shirt in. Um, So it's like the dramatic thing is like, oh, yeah, I wrote her name down and then I shredded it. That's not like, you know, it's not like, you know, you can hear a glass drop and break and everyone's like, oh, Um, you know. The the DA is not even thinking anything of it. Maybe no. so. It's like that's one little that's one little drop in the bucket. And then I like show the photograph from the scene, and then I show the photograph of her wearing the exact same outfit. And I'm like, okay, so that was you, and you were there, right? Um, and so that's like one other little drop in the bucket. And so you, it's more like you like pick up these little things, and then at the end you tie it all together. And it's like, yeah, she was there. She gave this statement at, because the so in that case, the DA's argument was like, and then out of nowhere, this woman comes in and tries to say that he's not guilty. And we didn't hear from her before. And, and I'm like, no, she tried. And she was there. They just fucking like hid her story. I mean, how did that reflect on the police when they, you exposed that the guy shredded up this, her statement? No, I mean, it's bullshit, right? So, so that, did that, I mean, can anyone ever use that against the police or something? Um, or is it just they get away with that kind of stuff a lot or what? Well, I mean, that's the problem, right? Have you have you, have you found out that police are really corrupt by working in this it's field? Some, I, like, shit like that, like, some guys are, some guys aren't. Yeah. So it kind of depends. Yeah. And that's something... Are there a lot of criminals in on the force? <laughs> I mean, in terms of, like, I don't know. I think everyone wants to imagine, like, that the dirty cop is, like, sitting down with the drug dealer mm-hmm. and being like... It'll be another 40000 to get through this month and that it's like very, very like, you know, simpatico um, with – I think it's, you know, the – Have you ever been bribed? No. No. <laughs> None of my clients have money. That's the whole point. I don't know. Or no, <laughs> maybe bribed by – Even cops. The cops or or, or, or flirted the, with or something <laughs> or other, law, other lawyers that are against you or something. But you guys all yeah. work together, right? The, the, mm. the, the Are the prosecuting attorneys of the same – are they they work for the same people as you or is it, are they the same That's, are they all working for the county are you guys all working together and you see them all the time or what what's up with that yeah we see them all the time we, it's so funny i kind of cringe do you have any, ri- you do you have any rivals oh you do okay yeah. you cringe because why because um the clients who don't trust the public defenders say like i know you guys are just working with the da's you're their buddies mm-hmm. you're all paid by the same people yeah. Uh, you are you, paid, paid, paid by the same people? We're both paid by the county, yeah, so yeah. that's true. Um, we're, we're totally separate offices, but yeah, we see each other a lot because they're the ones prosecuting, we're the ones defending. And why do you cringe? Oh, because the... It, just because the terminology that you're using ends up being very similar to what I've heard clients say uh-huh. of like, oh, you're, you're working with them. Yeah. You, like, you want me to, you know take a deal on this because it's better for the DA and I'm like it's that's not why I'm saying what I'm saying 
Um, uh, do you, so do you have any rivals? I don't know. I mean... But you got people you don't like, maybe? I mean, I... Are there people who are difficult? or Are there some sharks in the, in the room that they just... You, you, and you think to yourself, when you get a case, oh, man, we're not going to win this. Because <laughs> they're just so shark-like, you know? I, there's some sharks. It's inter- It's like, you know, like with anything. There's some people who are assholes. There's some people who are very reasonable. There's some people who are... It's it's interesting. Do people get off? Do you think some are sweet, by the way. Do you think there's some lawyers that get off on being hardcore in the courtroom? Oh, I'm sure. Or, and, and intimidating. Yeah. Do they intimidate you? They don't intimidate me. Or do you intimidate them? I, maybe. Are you a shark? I'm... I'm. Are you kind of a shark? I mean, I'm good. I don't know if I'm like... Do you, do you come off as hardcore in the, in the, in the room? I'm... I guess here's here's what's interesting. I'm I'm very nice and I'm very reasonable, but then I also like it's interesting. And I talked to another attorney who's kind of I I want to say somewhat like me. Whereas, so it's like when we're negotiating, we're cool. I'm like, you know, I'm laying out kind of like what I see in the case and that kind of stuff. And I'm very I'm very reasonable in terms of like. I don't want to make you miss your vacation. I don't want to, like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be an asshole. But then when we're dealing with things where I, like, you want me to stipulate to something and I'm saying, oh, and I say, like, no, I'm not stipulating to that. And actually, like, you need these three things before you can introduce this evidence. Like, I'm a hard ass where I need to be. And I think sometimes, I think some DAs are thrown off because they, like, thought I was so nice. And they're like, oh, I thought you would be so cool. Like, why are you not being cool about this? Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, because, like, you don't have you what you need to have. Because cool isn't part of my job description. And then you I take off, and then I put on my sunglasses. And you throw that, that photo down with the <laughs> girl's T-shirt. Now, I use that in every case. Yeah, now. in every case. You just use that or call back to that. Let's not forget that that one time I caught that girl with a shirt on. Boom. Oh. Boom. Um, now, do you, um, do you feel like when you're in the room and you're laying it down, do you feel like it's kind of a performance? In some to some degree, or do you feel other 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 lawyers feel that's that a way? good one, Brent? That's a good, that's one. a good one. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, yes and no. I mean, yes, it is like there is some aspect of it because part of it is like so with the, like the cop who shredded the woman's name. Um, that's some bullshit. That's a fact. I want to make sure everybody heard. So. If it was, if it's not for the jury, I would just be like, okay, you said you shredded the thing, that's enough. But instead, kind of like the performance aspect of it is like, because I really want to make sure that every last you juror have to heard sell that. it. You have to sell it. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm like, so I'm asking it 10 different ways to get it out. So and, uh, part of the job of, uh, so part of your job is to actually perform. Yeah. To a degree, because that's a more effective way of defending. Yeah. Or whatever, right? And there is also some aspect of, like, you know, some people choose to be, like, a real hard-ass when they're on cross, and they're very, like, tough with the cops and kind of, like, you know, angry, firm, accusatory. Um, and some people will do that on purpose because they want the cop to get defensive. Um, my approach is kind of the opposite i'm very like nice and unassuming and i'm just like information gathering and uh for me sometimes that's and so every everyone's different right but so i'm 
I'm very, I, it's like a, what's called a friendly cross. I'm like very, like, I'm not an asshole about it. Like, I'm ask, I'm like, oh, officer, you shredded that piece of paper with the woman's name on it. I'm just very, okay, and so just to clarify, like, so you look at your notes and then you use that to write your typewritten report, right? Okay, and um, so I'm like nice about it to his face. Um, it's even scarier. <laughs> right? Do you have a smile on your it's face menacing. when you do this? Yeah, or You do? Not you a, smile in the courtroom? I do sometimes. Uh, maybe not a smile, but I'm like... Smirk, maybe. No, no, because I'm not an asshole. So I'm just like, okay, interesting. So Do other, lawyer, do other lawyers smile when they're doing stuff? Sometimes. I mean, some some guys are like cracking jokes in the courtroom. Oh, really? So, yeah. Is that allowed? Does the judge like that? Judge doesn't like it, but yeah, it's allowed. Is really? that, you think that's a technique? Yeah. It's and insincere. They're just kind they're of They're trying to showing. win the jury They're performing. Over they're yeah, performing. They're, they're performing, but it's like uh, has it's anyone, almost too much. Has anyone right? had had really good perform? Like, has anyone gotten a lot of laughs by the jury? <laughs> like they've got a they got like a tight five. They can kind work of a on? thing, you know. Are they is it, has <sighs> ha, have you ever seen anybody and they're just cracking jokes left and right, and the uh, and the jury's thinking, yeah, I I'm, I'm, I like this guy. He's pretty funny, and yeah. cool. And really He's cool. Yeah. I'm gonna believe. I I'm I'm on his team, whatever that is. Yeah. I'm. I'm sure some people are it's it's kind of like being a funny politician like sometimes it's endearing mm -hmm. sometimes it's like oh does he even when take someone, this seriously when someone cracks a joke does the judge ever say counselor and they <laughs> slam and they hit their their hammer on the thing the get the gavel I don't, I don't think I've ever had a judge actually hit the gavel on has the it, thing. has it has a judge ever said counselor oh sure are you called Counsel counselor sometimes <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, and it's like every Counselor Kate, and the counselor spelled instead of a C, it's spelled with a K. Yeah. Ooh, that's nice. And that's like a some way to make a third K. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah court yeah. counsel. Kate. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Court court counselor Kate. No, that's not a thing. So, you... but he, but yeah, no. So like some some judges will like. It's interesting. Like, have you guys ever been for jury duty? I uh, yeah, I have. Okay. Yeah. I didn't so, get selected, but neither did I. Oh, don't I got worry, up, guys. And you you so, you select the the jury. I got right? one call. I got one call back or whatever. I got up to <laughs> you the got thing. Call back? <laughs> they, they questioned me and then they took me down. <laughs> they took you down. Yeah, I was young. Were I was you a young tackled? man. I was only nineteen or twenty. Oh, okay. You 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 select the jury, right? Well, you you deselect jurors as opposed to sol actively selecting jurors. At oh, jury. you just reject. You reject individuals. So who picks the bigger group? Is it random? That's random. Yeah. How many do they get for you to deselect from? It depends on the case. Um, typically, it's going to start with like forty, uh -huh. something like that. Is it kind of like choosing teams on in <laughs> junior high, where you where but it's the opposite kind of where you know you get to deselect somebody. Okay, I don't want him. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, the, that kid the, has the asthma. prosecutor yeah. has. Is, says I don't want him or whatever. Right, it's like that. You guys take turns deselecting. Yeah. yeah. Well, first you remove people for cause. So if there's a legal reason why someone can't be a good juror, then the judge removes them. Who, and pi who picks the first forty batch? Who picks that? That's list? random, and that's you know that happens in like jury services, and I don't know what happens okay. there. I don't know how they find people. I don't know any of that. But then from the forty to putting twelve in the box, that's like a true random number generator type thing. Mm -hmm. And then they ask questions. And then if there's, if someone kind of can't be fair and it's a for cause reason, then the judge will remove them. And then you're left with 12 
and there's no legal reason why anyone in the box can't be a juror. And then it becomes the like, yeah, the like high school deselecting thing. Wait, oh, you they narrow down to 12 first after that? Well, the... Okay, say you've got the 12, right? Yes. Are you allowed to say, I don't think this guy should be in there. I want to get a different guy in there. Yeah, and so then you say, like, I'd like to thank and excuse juror number one. Then they randomly call another person up to sit in seat one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you talk to that Do you, guy. Now, have you ever had potential jurors being questioned and it's clear that they're saying things to get off of jury duty? Yeah, that happens. So they're, they're, they're purposely saying, saying either racist things or something like that to get off, you think? I mean, I don't know if I've ever had anyone go that far. What's an example of... You seeing someone lying to get out of jury duty and basically saying something that you think that would make them biased. Well, usually the guys who like super, super are trying to do anything to get out of jury duty. You can kind of tell because first the judge will ask, does anyone have any hardships? Why they can't serve for the next week? And they'll be like, I have this thing. And then they'll go. Um, I don't. And then there's a series of like preliminary questions. And then it's kind of like, do you understand the burden of proof and can you hold the people to their burden, that kind of thing. The guys who are trying from question one are like raising their hand volunteering bullshit. What's, um, what's an example of something that you thought was just so clearly not true that they just were uh, trying to get out of it? I can't think of a good one, I guess. No, but because um, the thing is some people have legitimate like – I mean, it's it, it always depends on the case, too. Like, sometimes they people hear the charges and they go, like, I really can't be fair in it. If this is a domestic violence case, I can't be fair in it. And that's, like, a fair, reasonable thing. So whether or not someone is lying or telling the truth on that is somewhat harder to tell. I, I, when I went for jury duty one time, I was um, in the waiting area for it. I remember somebody saying something about, they could see the the person who was on trial or whatever, and they mm-hmm. and they said that I I already kind of have this feeling that just based on the way he looks mm. that he he's guilty or something like that. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um. Are you thinking, no. okay, that person's just saying that, or are you thinking, oh, I don't I don't want that person on the on the jury? Here's the I don't want that person anyway, whether they're lying about it right. or whether it's a genuine yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like being a juror is a real it's an honorable thing because it seems as though the people who are on a jury want to be there. Yeah. Well, and it's or, or kind of a willing, thing of, to, willing to do their part. They're willing to do their part even if they don't want to. And it's one of those things where you may not want to, but once you're in it, you're willing to like listen to what the evidence is and play. You're willing to like do your job off of that. Um, it's interesting. Alexis de Tocqueville, when he went through the U.S., his thing that he – thought was so great and uniquely American was the jury system and his reasoning like the thing he thought was so great about it is that you take average citizens who do not have a legal education who are not familiar with the system and then you put them in a room and you educate them on the law and you you know you teach them all these things that are part of good citizenship like you know have an open mind listen to the law and that And he was like, and by the end of it, the jurors are taught to emulate the judge who's supposed to be fair and balanced um, and that they leave jury service being more informed citizens, that they understand the process, that they've learned a bit about the law and they've participated in 
in their civic duty. And I guess that, like, wasn't a thing in France at uh-huh. the time. Have you ever uh, been on a jury? I was, uh, I was a grand juror when I lived in New York State for, like, a hot second. But I wasn't on, a like, a regular 12-person jury. After this, are you excused from jury duty for the rest of your life? Well, no, but probably. I'm always going to be called for jury duty. I'm always oh, going to be they, in the but, room. But nobody – they won't put you on a jury because – because of your background now. Yeah, yeah. No, probably any DA would kick me because they would assume that I'm too defense friendly. Are you mm-hmm. friends with other lawyers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys hang out and have lawyer parties all that? <laughs> I mean, we have parties. Do you, guys all swap, lawyers? do you guys swap stories? Oh, yeah. No, and especially like within the office because then it's a thing where the – because technically if it's like my buddy in the office next to me, technically we're both the counsel for our client – so I can be like, so and so did this, and he 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 can be like, well, I have this client who did this, and and also it's a thing of like, you know, sometimes I had a client for, like through the preliminary hearing, and someone else has the case for trial, and then we, and then we like know the client, we have the client in common, and then we talk about do, it. Do you ever? Um, are you very skeptical of mm-hmm. uh, when you hear news stories about things? Because of hmm. your job is to find every little detail to help your case or whatever. And are you really skeptical when you hear news stories? Do you, or do you ever think to yourself, this might not be the whole story. There's more to this story, especially when it comes to just really big stories that come out. That's really interesting. I hadn't thought of it before, but I think I probably am. Because I think it's interesting. Are you, are you very... Are you very um, slow to make a judgment about things because of that and then because of not just those stories but in your just in your life yeah do you are you um very open to other sides of stories because of your line of work yeah i think i well and i might have been like that before but now that you mention it that probably is more my um that's more my mo yeah that i'm like Okay, well, let's like look at it from all sides and mm-hmm. and verify it. And... So you were like that before, but you're even more so now. You think? Oh, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah, because probably that muscle has been exercised. When you a hear a story more. about, uh, let's just say, you know, this person did something. It's a big news story, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, there's, it's a big controversial issue, mm-hmm. and um, you know, people are really on one side of it or something like that. Are you kind of standing back and thinking, well, okay? A lot of people are kind of jumping to this conclusion already, but we don't really know everything. We don't know everything about this. Yeah. Are, are you that? Are you like that, or do you have? Do you start forming strong opinions about things? No, I think I'm probably more open-minded to that to the idea of what's happening. I'm also. It's really interesting. I just have you read? So you've been publicly shamed. It's the. It's a John Ronson book. It's really good, um, and it and it. I think it just came out this year. But he he talks about. Um, a, a lot of stories were kind of where people have been publicly shamed for things. And like, um, you know, the girl who wrote the tweet where she said, like, I'm about to go to Africa. Hope I don't get AIDS. JK, I'm white. Do you remember that girl? No. Oh, do you I, remember I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. So that woman like sent that tweet. She had like 120 Twitter followers. It was really all just her friends. And then she got on a, but she was a PR woman. And then she got on a plane and flew to Africa. And on the 12 hour flight, she got fired from her job. 
um, there was like a hashtag trending to like fire whatever her name was. And and then it just became this like bloodlust kind of thing where people were like, uh, someone get a photo of her at the airport. I want to see her face when her life crumbles into pieces. And it was like, like the attack mob was out. And um, and he has a lot of other examples kind of like that. Um, but in stuff like that, like, you know, the tweet is in poor taste, but I'm also like... Who is this? We don't know anything about this woman. Yeah, exactly. We don't even really know what the context was of how uh, the tweet... Yeah, exactly. Uh, what she was thinking when she t- I mean, tweeted somebody it. could have grabbed her phone or somebody, a friend yeah. or something, sister. There's yeah. just so many factors that we don't yeah. know about. And hmm. so what was your, okay, just for example, what was, okay, the Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman yeah. case, what was your stance on that? Were you, were you thinking, Ugh. look, we really just don't know all the facts here. We don't really actually have any hard proof of what really happened, except for all we have is really george zimmerman's testimony were you like that or did you take a side or what i'm so the what's interesting is like the counter argument to that is like when there's when there's a police shooting on a on like an average citizen my initial response is to be like oh what the fuck did those guys do so i know i'm but i also know i have this like kind of like pro-defendant anti-police practice in my job so i know that i'm kind of geared that way but then the counter argument to that is like that's why a lot of these cases are not prosecuted or investigated probably the way they should be is because so many district attorneys have a pro-police anti-suspect anti-defendant type bent um and but that, i mean in that case that wasn't the, a police officer who shot him but it was a sort of citizen on patrol kind of thing with the Trayvon Martin in Florida yes no well he was George, George wait, was Zimmerman he, was um wait, was not he in pol- uniform at the no time he, he was he were, he was the security for his the place where he lived the gated yeah, community that he lived in oh yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like neighborhood watch yeah, neighborhood watch oh, citizens watch. on patrol you know police academy four <laughs> citizens, citizens, <laughs> citizens four, part four <laughs> part four citizens on patrol um, no, but he was uh, he was this like neighborhood watch basically. I he, mean, to me, that's kind of worse because oh, okay. you're. Um, no, so you did think you did without knowing all the details on that one. You did feel well. So my a certain way about it. I did. I mean, my default reaction is to go like because uh, like a lot of violence happens that's that shouldn't happen. Um, you know, so my default response is to be like, this kid probably did not need to get shot. But I'm also opening open to listening to what actually happened, mm-hmm. because sometimes a police involved shooting does involve like, you know, oh, actually, the suspect had a gun and had fired off a shot and it hit the cop in the shoulder and then he shot back and killed. It. And then I'm like, OK, that's a more reasonable thing. And so I so I'm open to that. But then when I l- listen to what he said happened it was just like i was like mm, nah so you didn't I'm... buy his story no mm-hmm. oh and did you see what he just did he apparently... yeah but th- that that couldn't be held against him during that during that, t- during time. that time yeah right. no for sure right. um but yeah no i'm so i guess i am still open it's you know yeah I'm... so you well actually so what you're saying is that you even though you do have an open mind and you do you know you are skeptical of things you still have it in you to sort of 
in a more passionate or emotional way take a side also yeah or something without without hard proof or something well or sometimes you, you basically still have a gut thing inside of you that tells you about things as well yeah like well, you don't go strictly by data i guess well i it's it's kind of a two-part thing because i have i have gut feelings about things but i'm it's like I make my decisions based on the evidence, but I still, I still listen to my gut reactions. If that makes sense, because sometimes. But you you don't ever do the gut reactions though when you're working though, right? No, sometimes do. I do. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. Like before I ever meet my client, I read the police report and get us. And nowadays, I can kind of get a sense of the strength or the weaknesses strengths or weaknesses of the case based on just reading the police report and be like oh this seems kind of weird i don't know if they have the right guy or like "Mm, it seems like this is more of a mutual combat type of thing and not like it could be the other guy's fault and i'm and i or i go like oh they my guy's toast what's the most what's the most heinous (laughs) crime are you allowed to say what's the most heinous crime that you that a client was accused of uh yeah i probably shouldn't answer you can't that. say that okay. yeah but so it was bad though can i ask this i mean have you ever had to deal with um defend murder suspects um i second chaired a homicide when i was an intern but i haven't had one of my own mm-hmm. um i mean this is maybe kind of a dark question but I, do you want to do something like that are you interested in representing somebody who's who's um you know accused of murder yeah no i'm mm. i'm I'm interested in more serious cases uh-huh. for sure. And is that beca- and so are murder cases in a way is that more exciting for you to deal with? I mean, I don't know about exciting, mm-hmm. but it's um, you know there's like there's a hierarchy of cases, and you can kind of map it based on how much time the person is looking at. And so with anything like you start dealing with the lower level cases and then you work your way up. You do misdemeanors what, before you do the, felonies. What's the, mo- what's the lightest crime that you've dealt with? Are you allowed to say? Well, the lightest would be a misdemeanor driving without a valid license, hmm. which can be either a misdemeanor or an infraction. That's probably like the have, least. Did you ever have any crazy dramatic courtroom uh, <laughs> moments when dealing with a case like that? No, but uh, one of my buddies did. Really? Where it was like... He turned a small little <laughs> misdemeanor thing into a a real grand moment. Well, uh, I don't even know how to get into it. So it's... there's Oh, so I had a... No, I had a dramatic driving on a suspended license thing where it was... Um, so when you're cited on those, they just cite and release you. They don't book you in. They don't f- fingerprint you, whatever. And so I had a guy who had, like, an open pending felony that was very, very serious. And then I had his driving on a suspended. And he was like, that's not me. There's another guy who has the same name as me. um, And our birthdays are two days apart. And we get confused all the time. And then I had to, like, and then I, like, researched it. And I pulled my guy's license. And then I pulled that other guy's license from the DMV. And the other guy, his license number was what was on the ticket. And so it was, like... Oh, no, this is probably actually the guy they were talking about. They just, when he was booked into the jail, they thought this was his warrant. So they cited him on it and arrested him on it. But it was actually this other guy. So it became this, like, and it was, what was so silly is, like, he was facing, like, serious prison time on his felony. And I explained everything to the DA 
And they were like, well, we can we'll dismiss it, but it still shows as an arrest on his record. Or you can do a motion that would get the arrest taken off of his record. And I was like, hey, man, do you do you care which way we go? He's like, yeah, I don't want that arrest on my record. I didn't drive on a suspended license. So that it was good. He was serving time. Yeah, he was in custody. And I think at the time I was dealing with it, he had already like dealt with his felony and he was definitely going upstate. But he was like, but he wanted that clear. It was good because then I got to learn how to do that motion. So we had to like sit around another two or three weeks while I like did this motion, had like all the DMV records and explain what happened. And then it got lifted. Have you ever had um, any moments in your life or in the time that you've been doing this, not in your life, but in the time <laughs> you've been doing this, um, where you felt a serious conflict of interest? Oh, where it's like. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but where it's like it's like a moral quandary kind of a sure. thing. Um, honestly, no, never. Yeah, and it's interesting because like it's interesting. Like um, I think at some point we had talked about Better Call Saul, and it's like so in that world he's like kind of committing crimes with his clients, and like in Breaking Bad he's like he is aware that they have an open <laughs> like drug enterprise where they're making drugs and distributing drugs and selling drugs. Um, And so he's kind of involved in the criminal conduct of it. And that's that's something that's never happened to me. I like I'm not I'm not involved in what they're doing. I show up kind of, you know, after the accident, after the after whatever happened, I show up and go like, hey, what happened here? And so we're talking about stuff that happened in the past as opposed to being like, well, maybe, you know, if you make a call to Tony, he can make that well, go away. Yeah, but I guess just the act of defending somebody who's clearly g- guilty, that that has never made you think. I guess everyone – I guess it's there's a law that is – everyone's yeah. entitled to uh, the defense of an attorney or whatever, mm-hmm. no matter what. And so your job is to, you know, do that. Yeah. And so I guess because you're doing your job, that's there's no moral issue there because you're just doing that, right? Yeah, I think part of it is like I – you know, it's interesting. You gave a hypothetical where it's like guy's clearly guilty, but he may be – I'm putting words in your mouth. Maybe he has a good shot at trial because the evidence is really weak. That's not super common. What's more common is I look at a case. I think like, you know what? This guy probably did it client tells me it wasn't me they got the wrong guy and now it's this like and i'm like well man the problem is like three different people say they saw you and you know one of them's your mother and she knows what you look like look like and blah 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 um and he goes no i'm i'm fighting it it wasn't me then it's this thing of you know i've given him my advice of like i don't think this defense is going to work and if he says, I'm still, I'm going to trial and this is what I want to do, then it's, to some extent, it, it's not on me at that point kind of a thing. So what's more common is that... How do you how do you even make a case for someone like that, you know? Do you just say, well, look, uh, he says he doesn't didn't do it and that's basically what we have here. Yeah, I mean... How, is that what you say? Well, my client <laughs> says he didn't do it. I rest my case. I rest. <laughs> I mean, it depends because... A lot of times, I'm trying to think, because it's like, 
when guys say like it wasn't like that or it wasn't me or something, there's usually like something there, right? Like maybe it's an evading like cop tried to pull them over, they didn't pull over, and they didn't actually stop the cop the car at the chase. Like they so that's a thing. Like they're chasing a car, they decide we can't go forward, we can't keep chasing it. That car runs off. Uh, a day later, that car's sitting in front of his house. They go to his house and they arrest him. He goes, that wasn't me. And then he goes, like, talk to Tony. Tony will tell you I was with him. And then you talk to Tony. He goes, oh, what? No. Like, Tony's like, T- what? what? He said, what? <laughs> I was over at the pizza pile. I was at the pizza pile just making some pies. <laughs> he wasn't nowhere near me. Yeah, exactly. So then you're like, well, we can't really call Tony. Tony's not helpful. And, you know, maybe. He's like, call Tony. It, it wasn't me. Call Tony. <laughs> Have you ever actually had somebody say that? It wasn't me. Call Tony. Not Tony, but like, it wasn't me. Call such and such. Or Mm -hmm. like, Hmm. I had one where it was like, so-and-so will say it was their stuff, not my stuff. And then we talked to that person. We're like, describe the stuff. And they're like, uh. And you're like, okay, well, it's not their stuff. We can't call them. So it's, that's kind of a more common scenario of like, they kind of got you, man. And you're saying, no, it wasn't. Like, that's hard. But But don't they get upset with you? You say, you're not doing a good enough job. If yeah, you... exactly. And you're working with the DA and all yeah. this stuff. But, like, um, usually there's, like... When some... that first started happening to you, when mm-hmm. you... Uh, you're used to it by now, right? I'm so used to but, it, But yeah. when it first started happening, did, was that a little hard to take or something? Yeah, I think I used to be, like, way more defensive or way more upset. It's, like, no, like, I have been called names. I've been, you know... Has your Has your job ever made you cry in any way? That's a really good question. No, I've I've gotten real close, but haven't. Um, it close where, uh, at home by yourself, or, or or you know in the car after you've left the thing, or have cried in front of uh, somebody. Like I've never full on. I mean, I, I almost almost almost. Died, yeah. Um, the one time where I almost did, it's I was in misdemeanors. I had I had to do three things at once, and like no one was like I had to get three people to do three different things and kind of like no one like some days it's just like pulling teeth like no one Mm -hmm. like everything is difficult and then the judge was like i was outside like trying to get someone to do something and then the judge like ordered me back in the courtroom and was like let's call your cases i'm ready to go and i was like i i can't and she was like well we're all waiting on you and it was this like that combined with, and I don't even remember what it was, but like, you know, and I've had a couple of like girlfriends that I work with who like, like one was trying to like, like one got screamed at by a client and then like went to the bathroom and cried. Um, Have you ever seen a client cry? Oh, yeah. All the time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, not super, com- no, yeah. Have you ever seen a client fake cry? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. You know, to trying to get sympathy. Probably, <laughs> but it's like, no. Nah, for the most part, if it's with me, it's probably real. Do you tell them what to wear to court? Oh yeah, if they're out of custody. You tell them like wear a sharp suit or nice, nice mm-hmm. little blue thing. Do you tell them to get certain kind of haircuts and stuff? Or? Well, sometimes if the guys have like tattoos on their head, then you say like, "Hey, grow out your hair so I can't see your tattoos." So you want them? You you you, you wouldn't do put tell a wig them. on it. <laughs> Or, no. or a hat, maybe? Oh, you, you can't do, wear a hat. Probably. Can't wear a hat in court? Yeah. You do tell them to um, to look night, like less like a criminal. Well. Do you put makeup on? On them? Yeah. 
No. Because you, you, know you can cover up a tattoo with makeup, perhaps. You know what would be a, Oh, you can. Oh, you, could, you know what would be an interesting tactic is to mm. have them look as hard as possible <laughs> and say, I'm this confident that <laughs> he looks the way he looks, and I'm telling you he's innocent. Oh, you yeah. Know? I'm not yeah. even trying to candy coat this right here. <laughs> yeah. he, he's got tattoos on his head, and I'm, I didn't tell him to grow his hair out because <laughs> I know he's innocent, and I'm going to explain why. Still gonna yeah, go. That's oh, like yeah. a tactic to be – is that a, what, kind of another like, – kind of a reverse – Reverse way, psychology. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Or yeah. Some kind of Let me ask this. tactic. Well, did you ever no, no, do no, that? Where did you ever do that? I mean, maybe. Have you ever cracked a joke? In, oh, I in, probably have. Uh-huh. Did you, ever get, you get laughs off of it? I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did all right one time. I can't remember what a, it was. Do you ever want to be a judge? Mm, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Do you think judges are cool in general? Or are they, oh, yeah. Or are they hard, hard? Well, everyone's different, right? Yeah. Do you get some really strict judges? I mean... Yeah, sometimes. Do you do you have any judges? Do you ever come across judges who just really abuse that that gavel <laughs> thing, and they just they're hitting it all the time? No, I don't. You've never I don't seen know it. that I've. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a judge hit the ha- gavel. Has anyone ever given you given you a gavel for a birthday present or anything? No, I think I have a mini gavel on a keychain mm. that I got from like the bar prep company when That's I was in law school. Totally. But yeah. they do hit it once, right? Don't they have to? Not, to, to no, in case of jury, they say yeah. It's, okay, case dismissed. Boom. Or something like that, or like we're, doing, we're gonna take a ten minute recess. I mean, they what do you can. do? What do you do on the recess? Um, you chat. You do you chat. just have a snack and stuff? Do you eat during recess? <laughs> go on the playground. Yeah. Kind do, of you, thing? do you go on the monkey bars during recess? <laughs> Is it five minutes for real or longer? No, no. They it do. A t- do they do two, two hour hours. recesses? Well, there's like the lunch recess, but like in so if we're in a jury trial. They'll take like a 15-minute recess in the morning, 15 in the afternoon. And that's most... 15-minute recess? 15-minute recess. That's Damn. all you get? Yeah. You get lunch, though, session. too. We get lunch. And lunch is like an hour and a half. Do you cause... eat with the client during lunch? No, no. What is he, where does really? the client eat? If he's in custody, they um, there's like a holding cell in the court, and they deal with lunch. Have you ever there. tried prison food? I haven't. Have I you been in, in a lot of prisons? Yeah, or jails, yeah. Jails, not prisons. Ooh. What's the difference? No, no, go, 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 go. What's the difference between jails and prison? What jail and prison? Um, prison is after you have been sentenced on a felony. It's like a long-term thing. Yeah. Jail is a temporary holding place. Kind yeah, of. jail. Okay. And nowadays, you can be sentenced to county jail on some felonies. That changed after like 2011. But for the most part... Um, is jail nicer than prison? Well, uh, it depends on who you ask. So some guys are terrified of prison. They feel more comfortable in county. Some guys hate county and they prefer Why? Prison. Why would you hate county? Um, Like the food's not as good. Yeah. Well, really? The food's the, better in prison sometimes? That's what I've heard. <laughs> really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Or like that if you have money on your books, your money goes farther in CDC than it does in county. So like... Maybe you got to pay a dollar for a cup of noodle in county, but it'd be twenty five cents in CDC. Wait, what? I'm sorry, money. Oh yeah, I I knew this would happen. I knew I would like say something that I deal with daily that you would have no reference point for. So if you're an inmate at a jail or a prison, and I'm your loved one from the outside, I can like put twenty bucks on your books. I can put a hundred dollars. What's on your a book? Books. I don't know. There would be so you you can That's buy like wallet. There's money that you can use in prison. Yeah, well, to so, buy extra bonuses, like you get your ba- you get your regular package, right? Yeah, and then but you can buy add-ons for <laughs> it, for like for right? Is that it's like the, a college yeah. meal plan? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Or like a, or like an organic vegetable box where you have the regular and then the add-ons. Yeah, so if no one if you have no money on your books or anything and you don't work, you still get your three square meals a day and you get the stuff you need, right? But so if I if I put a hundred dollars and I say, hey, uh, jail or CDC, let Brent use this hundred dollars. Wait, never... why am I the why am I criminal here? <laughs> I just, I'm just accused yeah. though. I'm innocent. I was You're innocent. innocent. Look, I told Donnie did it. Call Donnie. Donnie. Call, call Donnie. 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 <laughs> call right Donnie over here. <laughs> um. So you don't you don't ever touch the money, but you have access to it. So. The main things you're going to use it for is if you need to make a call, mm-hmm. um, the money is connected to your booking number. So you type in your Can book- you get better food, though, with that extra money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can get – and I think that's on Orange is the New Black that you – they have like – Do you watch food. that show? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you, you think it's good? Is it all no, true? No, I like it. Yeah. Do you rep- – I mean you always – when you speak of your clients, you're always referring to them. Uh, it sounds like they're all men. Do you ever get female clients? Or? No, I do. It's yeah. just the vast majority is Do you men. ever work with youth? No, that's um, a like a separate division. office. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, it, oh, what's yeah. the oldest person you've had to defend? Oh, like sixties or above. Seventies, even. You ever dealt with an eighty? I don't. Oh, I at least, <laughs> I at least didn't interview for like a very, very, very old woman. She wasn't my client. She was someone else's client. What the heck like, did she do? Yeah, like, what did she do? It was it was like a bad driving thing Uh, because it was an accident. It was like an accident or something, Um, and it was just this like, like why are we here kind of thing. Do you go? Have have any of your clients ever? Because have they ever been like, I'm so tired of this jail food, Kate. Like, (laughs) I would just die for like a cheeseburger, (laughs) or like, and you you brought you went out and got something for them, or you brought something back from lunch. Or happy hour, or whatever it is. I've, recess. R- recess. From recess? Have I've never done that. Done that? I You've never done fed it. any of your clients? No. I've like, I might have snuck a piece of candy or something while we were like in trial. Ooh. 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 <laughs> mean, you mean under, a, under the desk? They're sitting next to you at the desk, that yeah. desk thing. And then you just slip them some candy. Do you actually, do you ever pass notes to, to the client? Oh, that's good. Sometimes, oh, you know. yeah. So like if we're in trial... Um, I give them a notebook and I have, or a notepad and I have my own notepad. And so then they'll, um, well, that's above the table. You ever do it past anything under the table? No. No, just for fun. No. <laughs> just and then if the judge says, what are you doing, counselor? And you say, I've just given him a piece of candy. <laughs> just giving him a piece of counselor. <laughs> candy. That's awesome. No, it's never, but apparently one of the facility, I don't know that I can bring in Actually, I think there's, like, real limitations on it. Like, one of my friends tried to bring her – because the thing is, like, in order to get an inmate into court, they have to leave the jail at, like, 3 or 4 in the morning. And then they, like, shackle them up and then put them on the bus. And it's, like, a real mm-hmm. time-consuming thing and they're real tired. So one of my friends tried to bring her client coffee for, like, when they were in jail, and they were like, he he can't have coffee. You oh, can't really? give him coffee. Why? Because he goes, goes crazy? He goes – or it's just like you can't – oh, that was another thing. I had a client. We were in trial and he like – he didn't have deodorant in the jail and he needed it. He stunk. It. He stunk. Um, and he was like, I don't have any money on my books so I can't I can't get deodorant. And so I that is one thing. So I he mean. asked you for some? We talked about it and I volunteered and that you I get? would do it. So I got like a little $1 whatever. What kind? You wouldn't pick it out <laughs> at the store Old though? Spice? I don't. I sure. don't remember. Raise your hand if you're was sure. Was it red? I don't it, know. it was a little travel one. 
It was like a little travel one. Yeah, it was whatever they had for... (laughs) It's so funny that my knee-jerk reaction is like, oh, I don't know that they want to be like... The official deodorant. Of yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, <true>. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> why you. That's why you didn't yeah. want to say. Well, and I don't remember. Actually, mm, maybe know. I remember. Yeah. Maybe they don't want that. What's the choice of prisoners? Yeah. What, well, what deodorant is the choice of prisoners? I'm thinking Old Spice. I think Old, Old Spice, Spice would make sense. Um, it just seems like something. So you, yeah. so you just handed it to him. He took it. Yeah. So he no. So I brought it, and they let him put it on. And the the bailiff, like he and I, were super cool. So he was like fine with it. Um, it's like he could have been a real asshole about it. Like technically, maybe I shouldn't have been passing him anything, including deodorant. Um, but he let us do that, and I was like, "Hey, since I've like spent a dollar on this travel deodorant that I will now never use or give to anyone else, can I give it to him? And can he just have it while he's at the jail?" And he was like, "No, it's like all these. It's there's all these policies in place, and I'm sure for good reason." Have you ever gotten thank you gifts? Yeah, I've gotten little, um, I got a ring that was made out of, um, like, fabric from either a sheet or from clothes that was, like, woven and then it says my name on it. And uh, I've gotten little flowers. And are these thank you gifts, have you ever gotten a thank you gift for trying? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So you lost, but they they said thank you for trying and they gave you a gift? Yeah. Or, and I've gotten, like, thank you notes. For for trying. For trying, yeah. And do you keep them yeah. Do you yeah. think that the, generally the gifts are better when you won the case? <laughs> I mean, I really don't get that many kind of a but thing. But you have all of them. Yeah, yeah. In, I keep in one area mm. of your house. What like, the ring thing is that? Do you have a special? My house. Do you have a special box for all this stuff? Oh, I should get a box. That's kind of yeah. No, it goes in a drawer. I should get a box. Maybe I should ask someone do to you, make me a box. Do you remember the name of every single person who's giving you a gift, or do you forget because it? You know what's funny is the guy who gave me the little flowers, I forget his, I didn't, someone stood in for me for his sentencing Mm -hmm. and then was like, hey, what's his face gave you these? And so it was like a weird, like, I wasn't even Why why did someone stand in for you for the Because I got to be somewhere else. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it break your heart sometimes when you hear a sentence that's just hardcore? Oh, yeah. It does? Oh, yeah. Has that ever made you want to cry? No. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> and, are you worried about me crying so much no i'm just I, i'm curious about how emotional it can get you know to mm-hmm. you know being being a public defender yeah um and what do you wear when you are in the courtroom do you try to wear something that kind of exudes some sort of power power do you have to wear a suit um do you wear power suits i wear suits is it is there one suit in particular like oh there's a big case i'm pulling oh out. yeah like this is the good one so yeah. you dress for different cases well i have what I have now is I have like my I have my trial suits and my non-trial suits. So like, um, I don't know if I have a suit that's like a like I have a suit that's a pinstripe that I I'm like not the biggest fan of. By so, suit, do you, is that um, pants I, and a jacket, or is it you? It's like a skirt and a jacket, or what? I have both. I usually wear pants suits. I'm like more comfortable in them. Mm-hmm. Some people are more comfortable in skirt suits. The like the default kind of rule is that a skirt suit is like more traditional and more ladylike. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, I'm. Are you a woman of the '90s, or do you, are you a progressive woman? Uh, do you think I'm a strong, independent woman? I wear my pants suits. Right. Are you? Yeah. Uh, no, but do you think that's silly? Like the whole traditional thing of, of wearing skirts suits. I mean, I kind of think it's silly. I also get that it's a thing. Do you like tradition, or do you like to be progressive? Well, I like to be progressive 
I I do think there's something where I want to I'm very aware that I want to dress conservatively especially in front of a jury so I'm but I still you know between the two I am more comfortable in a pantsuit than a skirt suit so I'll just wear the pantsuit because I'm more comfortable yeah. are the pantsuits are the the bottoms of the pants flared out <laughs> like real 70s style kind of yeah no no can no. you wear any shoes you want like could you wear tennis shoes with the suit? I mean, it's one of those, that, like... The judge won't like it, but you could do it. Judge won't, well, like, I could probably get a... Does the judge like, like that people dress up? Oh, yeah. Well, and it's weird, like, I... Kind of puts you in character, Are there too. any sloppy the guys who wear, they just, some certain lawyers just come in there, they're just wearing rubber thongs? <laughs> By rubber thongs, I mean, I mean uh, you know, sandals. Flip-flops, you know? yeah, yeah, flip-flops, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, some people dress better than others. I, like... I've seen women in court wear sweaters and not blazers, Ooh. and it's kind of okay, but it, like, it trips me out. It doesn't feel right. Does anyone try to dress sexy? Um, I feel like I've seen it. Well, like, no one in my office. Maybe mm. there's Are there any women who dress up really sexy? Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Oh, oh I was like, thinking of men. <laughs> when, you, when you asked that, I was thinking of a man, actually, like me a guy... Too. Kind of maybe he unloosens his tie and you can see a little chest. But then now I was thinking a woman like has have you ever seen a have you ever seen a woman in court wear like a mini skirt or something like that? And I mean know, she just really she, maybe she walks in with sunglasses. I'm talking mm-hmm. like she's a she's an attorney too. <laughs> yeah, she's just really trying to just win that jury. Have over. you seen oh, that? Yeah. I've seen. I mean, you say mini skirt. I'm like I'm thinking of a skirt I've seen. It's probably just like. Shorter than I think is appropriate, mm-hmm. like too like too far above the knees, and I'm like, ooh, like my Daisy Dukes. You ever see an attorney wearing Daisy Dukes? And I'm talking about a guy attorney. I'm talking about yeah. a guy attorney yeah. with the cutoffs. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. And it's funny because I'm like, I'm not really conservative in my day to day life, but I'm like, like if I'm in court, my shoes need to be closed toed. Like I don't wear peep toed shoes, even though those might be okay. Would this be allowed if there was an attorney who his whole thing was, I'm the dude attorney, <laughs> you know? And he wears he's got bleached hair and he's wearing a, a shell, a conch <laughs> shell necklace or something, and he's got he's wearing Daisy Dukes. He's mm-hmm. a surfer guy, and he's that's his thing. <laughs> is that I'm an effective attorney, but I I but I'm like the dude. I'm the dude. <laughs> have dude. you ever has you yeah. ever have you ever had a guy like that, or a guy who comes in and he's so confident about the way he he um you know his he's so confident about everything that he he goes in and his whole thing is that I don't play by the are there any bad boys are there <laughs> bad, any bad boys? boy lawyers that actually don't they don't play by the rules they come up with a leather jacket or something that they think. Look, I'm gonna look. I look. Or are there any guys who don't use all the technical jargon and they just they do all the slang stuff? Like, look, look. I'm I'm not here. To, and then that's how they that's how they address the jury. It's like, look, I'm one of you guys. I'm not. You know, do you ever yeah. get some guys like that? Do you ever get unusual characters in in the courtroom like that? I think I think there are characters. I think if there are, they're way more likely to be on the defense side than the prosecution side. But what's interesting is they've done. They've done way more studies like this about death penalty cases than non-death penalty cases where they go and, like, interview jurors about their jury service and ask, like, what do you remember about X, Y, Z? And what's interesting is – oh, and so I meant to say that, too. Like, when you're talking about, like, 
So, like, when I'm in a jury trial with my client, if he's in custody, he gets dressed out in, like, slacks and a button-up. If he's out of custody, I make sure he's not wearing, like, a T-shirt that says fuck you or anything like – or, you know, like, grow out your hair. If he doesn't wear, like, a Bart Simpson shirt where the Bart is – it's a Rasta Bart and he's, <laughs> he's sticking his middle finger out. Yeah, what was – what was it, like – Bartafarian? Am I making this up? No, that sounds about right. That's it. If have not, they can use that. Have you ever had it? Oh, were you? No, go ahead. Keep going. Oh yeah, but so like, oh, like some of the defense attorneys. So they talk to people who served on juries in death penalty cases, and they're talking to them ten years later, and they're like, ten years later, they're like, yeah, the defense attorney like had a ponytail, and like his blazer never watched matched his pants. Um, and they remember that stuff and they pick up on it. Um, and there's there's something where people may not make the conscious decision to have it affect them, but it like it kind of does because it's like, you know, some defense attorneys are like a bit counterculture. So they might be like want to rock puka That's shells what I'm or saying. whatever. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But it's like people – it's interesting. I know, like, I just read Blink, the Malcolm Gladwell book. It's like people kind of like size you up up top, and it's like if you're the defense attorney, they already are. They already don't want to like you, and then if you're like, "Hey, I'm the cool guy," they're like, "Uh, eh, I don't buy anything you're saying." And it's like they already want to kind of assume people that don't like defense attorneys. Yeah. Why? Because they're because they're defending criminals. Yeah. Uh-huh. What? How do you deal with that? So, I mean, so, 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 def- defense attorneys—they have a reputation for being what? Well, I don't know. It's at this point where I'm so deep in it, like I don't know what people are saying about me anymore. But like, I think people want to like the DA and they want to dislike the defense attorney because it's like they're on the side of the criminal, and so maybe they think I'm, you know, like uh, immoral or something. Immoral or something. Yeah. So, do you um? How do you deal with – how do you deal with – you don't – you probably are used to it now, but how yeah. did you deal with the idea that someone was judging you because you're a public defender? I guess I just – yeah, it's it's funny. It's like it doesn't even affect me at this point. How did you deal with it at first though? Are you talking about like personal family members or just – Any – yeah, anyone, yeah. I mean I guess – Like you rep, you know, you're defending these, these guys who are bad boys. Yeah. You know, and then you just <laughs> – Bad boys. You bad forget, boy, yeah. yeah, family or friends ever make comments or anything or people. I, it's so weird that I don't even know how to answer it. But I'm like – I don't know. I just like am a good person and so then I explain they what They know I where do. your heart is. You know? Yeah, exactly. And that's – oh, do you say I'm fun? No, no, so or it's, fine. It's fine, yeah. It's fine, yeah. And fun. You're fun. Yeah. You're fun and fine. Fun and fine. <laughs> but yeah, so if I explain like what I'm actually doing, I think people are more likely to be like, oh, okay. Actually, now that you mention it, that's probably a good thing and like mm-hmm. good for you kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I think I'm also like, you know, and maybe this is part of why I'm like, I'm nice to police officers when I'm cross-examining them. And I'm like generally like when we're doing voir dire and picking a jury, I'm like generally and genuinely like a nice person and i think sometimes it's like people like have like have anxiety about what i might be or who i might be and then they're like oh you're just like a human being it's fine 
And that's the way you look at criminals, too. They're just human yeah. beings who made mistakes. Yeah, exactly. Or, or are mentally Ill. Do you ever have mentally ill oh, clients? for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how do you... Well, so you just say, okay, this person's mentally ill, That's their, and then they plead insanity or whatever? No, it's it's kind of hard to do an insanity plea. So mm-hmm. it's... Um, no, it's hard, man. What's hard is that the, like, the defenses that fit... The defenses that exist under the law are not perfectly correlated with a lot of mental health issues as they exist. Oh, yeah. Did you ever have any cases that just, you just, they just kind of haunt you or something? Like, they, they, you, you have dreams about them and you can't let them go even now. You can't have recurring dreams about this one case. Oh, that's interesting. No. I think I've had, when I'm working on a case and especially when I'm in trial on a case, um, I'm thinking about it constantly. I'm, you know, I kind of can't get it out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard to fall asleep because I'm thinking through yeah, everything yeah. at the time. Do you, have you ever thought somebody was, I mean, have you ever thought, truly thought somebody was innocent? Oh, yeah. But they're found guilty, though. I haven't. Are the ones that are, you're sure for sure they're innocent? Do you feel like always you get them off, you're able to get them off? I mean, I... Like the most recent guy I had where it was like, I really think he's innocent of this, but he's like, he's kind of good for the, like he's good for some misdemeanor conduct. He was not guilty of the felony. Um, Like he was found not guilty of the felony. He was found guilty of the other like peddly misdemeanor stuff. That was like, I was really stressed throughout that trial because it was like, you know, it, it felt it yeah it's a it, like it feels very heavy to be like i really think this guy didn't do it it's hard i've had like i mean have you ever okay here's what i'm I, okay have you ever just been a hundred percent sure that this person was innocent and um you weren't successful in 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 getting them off has that ever happened i think yeah i'm thinking of one misdemeanor case where yes i really think the guy was innocent i also I understand why they convicted. I think he understands why they convicted. Um, And he, like, he kind of, like, at least to me, and maybe it's just because he's a good guy, he, like, felt good and fine with the outcome that was because it was, like, he was, like, it wasn't me. It was someone else. And then we, like, went through and it, it became difficult. Like, we can't find the other person. Um, certain things made it difficult to sad. present that. This defense. is sad for you. Yeah, but I'm also like, I'm. I you mean, train yourself not to get too um, emotionally caught up. caught up in it. Yeah, yet. exactly. And it's you know, I was very upset at the time, and maybe it's different because that was a misdemeanor, not a felony. You know, I had a guy like one of my coworkers had a robbery where it was like it was really like his guy was really innocent and he was found not guilty, but then it's like. If he's found guilty, then it's like then he's going to state prison, and it's all this other kind of stuff. Um, so it's it's heavier, and maybe because this so what? Yeah, I think I try to. I don't know. I like if I get caught up in like every motion I lose or every trial I lose, it becomes hard to do the job. So I'm like, you for sure. A, so you got to be like a robot. Well, you got to be like. You got to be cold. Mm, I don't know. I mean, it's. You get knocked down and you have to keep picking yourself up. You get up again. You get, you get knocked down, again. you get up again. Yeah. You're never going to keep me down. <laughs> yeah. 
There you go. You get yeah, it. Yeah, you, you get, get it. it. <laughs> um, and um, have you been called names by anyone? Like some bad names? Like by clients yeah. or by? by cli- oh, actually, anybody. In, I your, guess in your life, not just friends, in your job. Not just <laughs> no, no. In, in in the in the courtroom, has have you ever been called names in the courtroom or by the client, not in the courtroom? Um, I have the only one I can remember. Is one client called me a stupid ass. <laughs> Would you, that's pretty good. What'd you that's say? Pretty good. Well, it's funny because he kind of like mumbled it under his breath, and this this was a this was maybe the bad move for me. I when people are super passive aggressive my favorite thing to do is be like oh i didn't catch that what'd you say because a lot of people if you make them say it a second time they totally back off why did he say say stupid oh what'd you say why did he say it though um oh he just he just hated me it was just how'd you respond to that do you know i'm not why do you hate you yeah (laughs) no i was like Wait, what did she you said? What did you say to him? She said, "What oh, did you say?" Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, he yeah, backed off. Right. I thought that was a general. Technique. He backed off. Though. No, no, and then he went. I called you a stupid ass. Oh, he he didn't back off. Oh, he doubled down. Oh, he did. And wow. Was, and and then like, you said, "Okay, all right." Then and then what? I was like, "Then you were like, then what?" <laughs> and then what? And I was like, "All right, I'm like at that point, I left." That's a, I I forget what well, I said. Why did he exactly. hate you? It, sometimes it's just. Uh, he thought you were working with the DA. Maybe that. He was probably unreasonable. Yeah, some guys are just unreasonable. Do you find, okay. Guys and girls. Can I, guys and girls, so yeah. you, you work with um, almost, how, what percentage of your clients are criminals? What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, do you, I mean, okay, well, well, actually, what percentage of your clients do you think are actually guilty? I mean, the majority. Are guilty. Yeah, but like then. 90%. So they're criminals. Well, if you commit one crime in your entire life, are you no, a criminal? No, 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 no. Do you have get you that? Committed crimes? Are, what? Are, what percentage of your? What, okay, yeah, that's a good question too. But we'll, okay, but real quick, real quick, have you ever committed any crimes? Me? Oh, okay, that's a yes already. No, 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 no. That sounds like a no to me. But right. <laughs> me? No, I was trying You're giving to... yourself time to think of an excuse. <clears throat> no, I'm trying to think of like maybe some misdemeanors here and there, but yeah. I mean, I like like this is a true story. I was once at Target and was buying the replacement lip gloss that I normally use, and I had the old lip gloss and the new lip gloss because I was making sure it was the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And then I took both and I put them in the part of my purse where I normally keep lip where gloss. Where no one can find it. No, just like as a habit. And then like a second later was like, oh shit, and like took it out of my purse oh, and okay. then paid for it. Like oh, that's the that's not so. Bad. so what percentage of client your clients are they were repeated offenders or whatever? That's also probably the majority. Majority. Yeah. I mean, have you ever had somebody who's just it was the first time committing a crime? Oh, for or, sure. Or they or they not or they didn't commit a crime. It was first time being accused. Yeah. And are they scared? Yeah, it's interesting. It's a but they're also, I mean, everyone's different, so they're. They're more unfamiliar with the with the way things work, but they're also more open to like listening to what I have to say and having me explain. They're more open to my advice. What percentage of your clients are I guess you've never had a wealthy client because they would hire some a, some kind of lawyer or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've had clients who are like from good families or Really? Yeah, now and then. How come uh, just I I mean, why would they have a public defender representing them? I mean, if they're 
like maybe it's a 19 year old kid and their parents are wealthy, but they're broke. And, and the parents don't want to help them. Yeah, exactly. Something like that might and happen. And do you, how, what percentage of your clients are, would you say are, are pretty bright? Or would, or would you say, hmm. okay, or actually what would percentage of your clients are, would you say stupid? And maybe to use that other guy's term, stupid asses. Stupid. Um, I mean, I don't. I mean, you... I'm struggling with it, and I almost don't know why. I mean, there's, I mean, I've had some <laughs> clients who are like developmentally disabled. Sure. Okay. Aside from that, have you ever had? Have you obviously you've had clients that are kind of stupid? Sure. I mean, I mean, I've had clients who are average, below average, and above average. Or they average. just they don't think. Yeah. Sometimes it's that. Sometimes you, it's uh, drug I, addiction. I guess it's more this. Have you ever? What percentage of clients would you say are smart? Have you had they're smart, bright people? I don't I don't know how to break it down, but like I've had I've had some bright clients who are Had you ever had any sophisticated clients? I've, I've, Have you ever had any real thinkers? I, I mean they're they are thinkers, not it made you think. No. <laughs> they they're very Have you ever had any clients that impressed you with their the way that they think and and uh I don't know, that's a oh, that's sure. sort of a subjective thing too, but I mean are you asking about like in terms of like have how ever, they did? What okay, they I, did? I guess have you ever had uh, high IQ clients? Oh, for sure. No, and, and what I've percentage had, is that? I'm talking real high IQ. Have you ever represented a genius? Probably. Really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. How many people have you repped? I don't know. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this: Do lawyers kind of party? Like, let me ask you this: <laughs> How many how many hours how many hours a week do you work? Like around fifty, and then do do are lawyers known to do like, I don't know, drugs or and stuff. I mean, we don't. I'm sure. Some not not do. you at all. I'm just saying. Like, is that a thing that lawyers do? That we're talking like count. We're talking county employee. I'm talking lawyers. county lawyers. <laughs> county, county lawyers. They stay out late. Eat eat fast food late. Is cocaine drink. used in the courtroom? A lot of cocaine. <laughs> like when we go in the back room. I'm not is saying that what everyone's I'm not doing. Say, yeah, recess. <laughs> um, I'm th- I'm not talking about you. Uh, obviously not you. I. Just are there some lawyers that just they just they do cocaine so that they're on in the courtroom and they, <laughs> and can they like stay up and they're focused. Yeah. I mean, not that I know of. I think but there's go- if there's any issue, it's that like I think alcoholism exists in mm-hmm. a higher percentage of sense. lawyers. As it does than in every and in every aspect of the world. Oh no, of course. Uh, yeah. But just I, I'm sorry, real quick though, you how, what percentage would you say are geniuses that you've represented? I mean, what percentage of the planet is geniuses? I don't even know. It's small. But are there smart people who get themselves mixed up with crime? No question about that. Oh, sure. I'll take that one. <laughs> no question. No question? Yeah. I mean, have are you, you ever asking? Have you ever told Have you ever told a client, you're a smart guy or girl, you're, you're a smart person, why don't you, what are you doing with it, this kind of stuff? I'll, I'll have that talk with addicts sometimes, not super often. Has, it, has, it, has a client ever told you, all right, look, I'm going to level with you. I am guilty. But I want to try to. Let's get me I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say I'm guilty. I mean, has that ever happened? Has it ever been straight up up front? But they're telling you, I'm going to lie. Like, oh, I did what? Yeah, I did yeah, it. Yeah. I did it. But, but I'm, I'm like just, down to get off. Let's do this. <laughs> Help me. Exactly. Has anyone ever told you I'm going to lie in the court? Oh uh, no! And that opens up a whole other can of worms because I can't. Um, no one's ever said that to you. No, no. Oh. And if they. If they do, then there's all these other things I have to... Just out of curiosity, have you ever kind of told a client to kind of lie? 
No. No, I mean, or or to, you have you ever told a client to not say certain things? To withhold certain information. It's part of the game, probably. I, yeah, I have. I've said. Is that like, kind of like lying a little bit? No, I've. It's I've lying said, by omission. What I've said, like, this is a perfect no, example. So, true. like, you have three prior felonies that they're not going to let in. I don't. And Tony does. But Tony does. Tony, Tony's got three prior felonies that are not moral turpitude, so they the DA doesn't get to ask them about their prior record. But, um,. If they, if the defendant while on the stand says anything that opens the door to those priors, then they come in. So I got to say, make sure you don't say, um, of course, I didn't steal. I'm not a thief because then this theft prior comes in. Or don't say I'm not a criminal. I've never been arrested before. That kind of stuff. That would open mm-hmm. the door. What about in giving their account of what happened? Or did you have you said, OK, don't mention the part where you said, you, you know, you've you flush the thing down the toilet or whatever it is, you know, like don't, you know, have you ever told them to not just leave that? Let's leave that part out. Um, no. And no. is that considered, is that, a, is that okay? Is that, what's up with that? Is that, is that lying? No, I can't. I mean, I can't tell a client. I'm, I'm trying to think if they're. Okay. Like, I, I, here's the question. Do you ever, yeah. do you ever not play by the rules? Am I, am I a rogue shooting from that? No, uh-huh. no. Are I, there lawyers? There's a lot of lawyers who do, they don't play by the rules. Maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is – and I think that's the interesting thing is I think people assume that – yeah, I'm trying to think of other times I've been like avoid this topic. It might have happened, but it's it's more like if you talk about this, it opens the door to this kind of a thing. But – Have you ever done anything slightly unethical? No. Mm -hmm. And if anything, it's like – because the thing is I think people expect that of defense attorneys. They expect you to – to be the unethical one. I think people expect that, like, we sit down in a room and I go, and I go, all right, man, the only way to wa- make this work is if it's self-defense. So let's say that he was threatening your life and he said, I'm going to kill you before you picked up the knife and shit like that. But it's like, that's like, I can't do that. And that's not the job. And that's very, that's unethical. I can't do that. And if anything, I almost feel like because I'm on the side that I'm on and because I am working with the clientele that I'm working on, I almost have to be like super, super diligent because it's um, because almost because people are expecting that. And like a like I don't it's interesting. There are times when I can like lie to cover my client's ass and mm. I and I just don't do it. Yeah. So and I don't. Do you like to get inside the mind of the criminal? I think I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I like understanding what was going on and why it happened. Mm-hmm. And then, and I think, so, and sometimes that's part of the discussion is like, hey man, I totally understand that this is why this happened, but this is still not a defense. Do you think that your job is just a very compassionate kind of job? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting. I've heard. Are you just a compassionate person in general? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why you got into it. I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I understood that was why I was attracted to it. But now that I'm doing it, I realize that is why. And that I like I like talking to people and I like understanding what was happening. It's like sometimes you're kind of a therapist. Mm. Sometimes you're kind of a social worker. Mm. Um, but you're also a lawyer and you're bringing that information to to the relationship. So it's like, you know, I'm not your drug counselor. I'm not your therapist, but I'm 
that ends up being kind of part of it as we're talking through what happened and what we're going to do. And so, and it's so you've it, helped me, people make breakthroughs. Mm, I mean, it's have you ever helped people make realizations about themselves? I'd like to think so. I, you know, I don't. I don't. I guess I don't like taking credit for that kind of a thing because I don't really know. But I've definitely, uh, like, sometimes I I have those moments with. And have clients. you have you ever made any breakthroughs of your own personal breakthroughs of your own working with clients somehow? I I don't think so, but maybe I have. I mean, I think it's it's interesting. I think there is something where I'm. Like, my default is I'm very nice. I'm very compassionate. I like helping other people. and But there's something about doing this job where... It awakened a beast inside of you. Maybe. <laughs> well, it's like I have to I have to set limits. I have to set boundaries. You also have to be strong in court, too. Yeah, right? exactly. And in some ways, it's sometimes it's easier for me to, like, advocate for other people than it is for me to Did advocate Did you realize a side of yourself that you didn't know was there? I think so, yeah. So when you're in the courtroom and you're laying it down and you're showing the photos and stuff, <laughs> yeah. you just realize, wow, I've... I'm a I am woman. Hear me roar. Exactly. You have. Did you th feel that way though? Really? No. I, I think mean, did I you have. do you actually feel like this? Did you find confidence through this job? Maybe. In your, in, just in yourself. I think so. Because I. So think you're I'm, a stronger, more confident person because of this job. I think so, and I think I'm like I'm more firm. I'm more able to have real confrontation. You're um, comfortable and, with confrontation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I maybe wasn't before, yeah. but. Um, you know, it's it's one of those interesting – I think this is like a realization I had in like the first year where it was like – I think like my default is if you tell me you love whatever movie, I want to be like, oh, yeah, it was great. And I, I don't want to be like, oh, I saw that. I thought that movie was shit. Like mm -hmm. that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And there's something about like – you know, so I want to be pleasant to your face kind of a thing. And that's like a knee-jerk, like, high school-type reaction. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is, like... Now you embrace discomfort. Yeah, because the thing is, you like... thrive on it. I don't know about thrive. <laughs> but it's like, if I'm talking to a client and they're like, promise me it's going to be okay, I can, I can do that. I can say, 100%, you're going to be fine. Nothing bad's going to happen to you. And then something bad doesn't does happen to them. So it... And that's hor that's worse. So it's better to be like mean to someone's oh, face. Oh, you used almost. to promise them that everything was going to be. No, okay? I never. Like, would. You never did. Okay, but yeah. like I realized so I you was just tell them I can't promise you that. No, and I yeah, you can't make any promises. Yeah. And this idea that like because some guys will be like, I really want this to happen, or I really think this will work okay, and it's I got to be like I got to level with you, man. This is like this is not a good case. There's X Y Z, and you got to like you got to tell them what's wrong. Like, I'm so that you hear it from me as opposed to like, or you can find out the hard way kind of a thing. And same thing with the DAs. Like, the DA can go like, I have a rock solid case. 100% I'm going to win. And I can be like, oh, mm, yes, you can. Or you can be like, oh, no, you don't. Didn't you see the video? You can't see shit on the video. It's, it totally doesn't match that guy's story. So it's, it's, it's just this job is not, hasn't just been um, uh, a place for growth. For the client, but also a place of growth for yourself and for the DA. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I mean, you've been, um, but no, that's, it's been a, uh, it, it almost, I mean, not saying it's therapy for you, but I mean, there's, oh, yeah. there's something there, in the way that uh, clients might have had realizations about themselves yeah. uh, through, through the process. You also have, you've been able to realize your own uh, potentials. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I didn't realize that 
until now I've had a realization oh, here really? in this moment. Oh, really? Is that true? It kind of. Well, really? Right now you've had that realization. Right. I'll I'll give that to you. No, no, I don't I don't I don't want <laughs> I'm not trying to I just no, I won't I'm not trying to take credit. I want you to have the credit. You should take that credit with this newfound strength. With my strength? This, yeah. No, but I think I and maybe maybe it's something I now take for granted that I kind of haven't thought about, but that is something I was noticing within the first year that I was I was so much better able to have direct conflict, set firm boundaries, really advocate. Um, it, yeah, no, the, and that did kind of make me stronger, strengthen parts of my personality, which is good. Well, thank you very much for um, coming here on the show and uh, sharing your uh, experiences working as a public defender. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Kate. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, our guest, once again, has been Kate, who is a public defender. Our engineer is Aaron Brungart. My name is Brent Weinbach. My name is Donnie Devonian. The name of the program is Pointed Questions. Thank you for listening. <laughs>